and welcome to the Scottish Indie Podcast. Tonight I'm delighted to welcome along Kate McCabe. How are you? I'm good, yeah. How are you? Yeah, very good, thank you. Uh, we're recording a Friday, so we're in good spirits. How's your start to 2022 been? Um, ooh, it's been really good, yeah. Um, a lot of exciting things are happening and I just can't wait for the year to get going. <laughs> Yeah, that's. It. I suppose we had a wee bit of a, a lull for a couple of weeks, but it, it does seem yeah. like, like full steam ahead. I'll yeah. kick off with the, the generic ones to start us off with, and then we'll we'll see where it takes us. But the, for those who haven't heard your music, can you give us a bit of background as to how you started out and try and describe your sound? I know it's not always an easy question to answer. <laughs> yeah, um, I started writing songs probably when I was about 10 years old and then I picked up I the, the instrument that I played was the violin in primary school um, and it didn't really give me much of a a basis to to accompany myself so I started when I got to high school I picked up the guitar and taught myself how to play and I put music to my songs and I started writing and writing and couldn't stop and then at the age of I think I was 15, 2013, I think I was 15. Um, I recorded my first EP and I put it out um, on iTunes and Spotify and um, the rest is kind of history, I suppose. I don't know. Um, But my sound, it's kind of changed over the years. It was, it's fundamentally kind of a, acoustic folk pop I would say um but I've started writing a lot more alternative tunes so we'll see it probably change again <laughs> no I think that's, that's a that's a cool description and yeah. I, I think that you know, last year you did uh, you had a few uh releases uh I am her and Wood to a town yeah. and it certainly was a a bit of a a breakaway from, I suppose, your earlier stuff, the likes of when you released the EP in 2018. Yeah. Was that yeah, was that something that was just done through just a change of, of music that you were listening to, or was it a kind of conscious effort to move away from... It was from not, it wasn't stuff? conscious. I think it's just the more you write, the more your writing changes. So I... Um, and as well, I grew up, I got older, I was interested in different things, writing about different things. Um, so, yeah, I am. I, I released my EP Women in 2018. It was it was actually a, a project for my I, I did a university course um, for music. I did I did music at university and the eat that EP Women was kind of a project for that and at the time I was very I mean I still am I'm very much for um you know women in music and advocating for women and also um I cared a lot about domestic violence and and stopping it and putting an end to that and that's what that EP kind of well that's what the the title track on that EP is about um and so that was quite an ad, an adult theme, I think, um, for me. And then 
but then I moved on again and I'm now I wrote I am her which was kind of a, a breakthrough into a more alternative side of me I've kind of I dropped the acoustic uh, folky um vibe with that one and kind of went a bit darker and a bit more edgy um which I was keen to do as well but it was it's none of it's very conscious it's just where the music takes me so yeah and, and that's that's something that's really interesting in in terms of I think that try to be careful how I'm wording it but in, in terms of the the topics that you're covering are, are obviously sensitive topics that that need to be spoken about I, I think that the world is, is maybe opening up its mind and and people are speaking out a lot more, which can only be a good thing. But to to use your your platform for good like that is a is a really special thing, and it, it must have been quite empowering for you to to be able to do that. Yeah, um, I suppose so. I mean, I don't I don't really know how many people are listening, so I'm not. <laughs> I don't know how who I'm impacting, but if I can, you know, reach one person, that's that's what it what it's about isn't it and then that person will reach another person and hopefully share the message so um women was extremely important for me when when I wrote that song I really wanted to I had plans to do like a a video for it all but at the time I didn't have as many people listening to me so it wasn't and it wasn't I didn't really have the means to do it but um yeah no that kind of top subject matter is very close to my heart because my mum is a lawyer and she's been a lawyer for domestic like on domestic violence cases and um she's quite passionate about that and I think she's kind of rubbed rubbed that onto me and um but yeah I hope to write more songs around that and keep keep spreading the the word about it and hopefully it ends <laughs> Oh, very much so. I think that, that obviously goes without saying. And I, I'm quite interested in the, the education side of things as well, in terms of you've done a, a university course mm-hmm. um, and, and how much, because there's quite a few, especially singer-songwriters that I've had on the podcast, have had similar backgrounds and, and that's kind of helped them progress in terms of writing abilities, but also opening up doors to very talented lecturers and industry mm-hmm. insiders and things like that as well. Did yeah. you find that to be the case, that it, it kind of broadened your horizons a bit? It was. Well, the the one takeaway, the thing that every lecturer, no matter what sub-module you were doing, every single one was like, it's all about networking. It's all about who you know and who you can talk to and um, and developing that, that skill because... I don't think I'm I mean I don't I don't pride myself on being a natural networker <laughs> um, uh, so it's something I've had to develop and get used to and get better at but I'm still learning how to do it but I it had it did it opened it opened doors like cl- just your classmates as well like all the music the talented musicians you were learning with um, and collaborating with and uh yeah, definitely, definitely changed things for me in terms of how I got to where I am now. So, yeah. 
and I suppose that the, the networking thing only comes with with experience. You're you're not going to be able to. Not anybody that I know would be a, a natural in, in speaking to people and, and kind of almost, I think it's maybe ingrained in us as, as Scottish people as well, where we can be a wee bit kind of down on ourselves and a wee bit insolent when it comes to we don't really want to, we don't like talking each other up. Or, or, I don't know, we're, we're quite a negative yeah. bunch, I suppose, is so, what I'm trying to say. I- I don't mind talking other people up, but it's more myself. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, yeah, I did that, but it's not that great. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 think that, I think that's it. You can become kind of, it's almost misconstrued as, as arrogance. Ah, yeah, exactly. Um, but then if it's someone else, if it's someone else, I'm like, yeah, they're amazing. Um, so I think it's just trying to train yourself to talk about yourself the same way you talk about others. Um especially if you're trying to, you know, get get your music heard and get, or or your art or whatever it is that you're trying to promote. Um, yeah, definitely. It's a learning, a learning curve in itself to try and, um, you know, talk good about yourself. And it's very hard. And I think it's uh, universal. I don't think it's just here. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm just looking too much for... For, for flaws in that sense I think that I, I don't know I, I just I do kind of think that we do rally around our own and we, we do support mm. each other but we find it quite difficult to be as outwardly positive about ourselves quite often yeah. and whether it be recording music or as you say art stand-up comedy releasing yeah. a, a podcast anything it's just it kind of like uh as, as much as you do get the, the boost from compliments, it's sometimes almost you you put them down as well. You go, ah, oh, but such and such's podcast is better or such and such's music's yeah, better. Well, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's a society thing, isn't it? Like for, I mean, for as, for as long as I can remember, I don't, it's, I think it's just a, I don't know. Um, it's just everywhere people seem to, put themselves down uh, every chance they can get and then there's the few obviously who who think they're the best <laughs> and yeah, have no, have no issue yeah and they have no issue with talking talking themselves up um we need to learn more from those people i wrote a song called called, called narcissist that actually kind of draws on those themes where i, I wish i could be a little bit more like a narcissist <laughs> just that just a little bit just enough to be able to view myself the same way others do sometimes. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's the middle ground. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll explore that one day and try. And, uh, I think I think it is a, a balance. And I did how how difficult is that in sense of, of the promotion through channels like social media as well. Obviously, you've not really had the the opportunity as much in the last couple of years to to go there and be playing gigs. So. That puts yeah. an extra emphasis on on the social How, media side of things and, and promoting yourself and, and always kind of championing your cause. Yeah. Well, um, I quite, I don't mind the social media. It does, it's, it, it's all, everything's all about balance. And it's the same with social media too. Like you need to find the balance between um, 
posting and then also taking yourself out of it because it is overwhelming sometimes um but I I quite enjoy the social media aspect and making posts and posting them and um in terms of promotion I that's something I'm still trying to figure out but I I'm the most comfortable on Instagram I really like Instagram and I post like little snippets of covers or original songs and every now and then I'll, I'll put a, post, a photo up of something <laughs> um, and that's quite good and then the one that frustrates me is TikTok that frustrates me um, I don't understand it the algorithm is bizarre uh, <laughs> but getting there I think and then Twitter's been amazing for for engagement and getting to know other musicians and um, the support on Twitter in the music industry is is probably the best out of all the social media platforms Um, and unfortunately for me it's one of my least favorite platforms but I need to get I need to get used to it and uh, start posting on it more Um, but yeah it's definitely easier to promote when 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 you're gigging um because you can post photos of the gigs um and stuff like that but it's yeah i don't know um the tiktok one like maybe it's just because i'm in my 30s and not suited to, to it but I just, I just found it mental how it blew up so Quickly. Now yeah. it's actually like I was, I was speaking to one of my mates earlier on today, and he, and he was saying that he's uh, he represents a few bands, and he was saying that this it's imperative to have a TikTok and to to make proper use of it and and really utilize it. And yeah. I've not got an account or anything like that. I can. I think I might have actually downloaded the app because people kept on putting them up in the group chat and yeah. I thought I better actually find a way to see these but I, I, I don't get it and don't get me wrong just because I don't get it doesn't mean that it's not important or not relevant but I just <laughs> I, I, I don't think I've ever felt as confused and as old I don't think that you're alone in that let's listen I don't think you're alone in it um it's so I'm meant to be of the age group that it's you know designed for I think I don't know but oh I'm also you're on it and I still feel too old for it um it is it is at the end of the day targeted towards kids and like teenagers um and I think that's that's why a lot of people don't don't get it but um it's mainly, I think, it's different. In ter- I, I like it as a viewer. I quite like w- being on TikTok and watching TikToks. But as a creator and a, like um, putting content out on, on it, um, I find that hard, a lot harder. Um, and I find it a lot harder than I do on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. And I don't really know why. Um, but... I think it's to do I think it's just it's frustrating at times because you you can post one thing and it gets loads of views and loads of likes and then the next day you post something that's pretty much the same and it gets nothing no engagement whatsoever and it that can happen for like weeks 
or days and then you're not getting anywhere with it and you just feel a little bit disheartened and um like nobody like nobody's watching you so why bother kind of things um so it's kind of pushing through that and just posting posting anyway um you know in the hopes in the hopes that somebody will see yeah I, I, I know you weren't trying to sell me on it but I, I still don't think I'm sold but I, I, I do see that I do see obviously that it's having a, a direct well there's there's artists and bands that have had success on the back of of TikTok what mm. they they possibly wouldn't be be anywhere near the scale of success they're experiencing if it wasn't for the rise in that platform it's just there uh, I, th- I think it's just how quickly it started as well uh, and it just passed me by and to the point now where the more I hear about it the more I don't want to <laughs> but they yeah. uh, but, say, but saying that, look, I'm still quite proud of, of playing Wordle and things like that. So maybe it's mm-hmm. maybe it's not too late for me to change my views. But uh, for now, it's not happening. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so you started this year, and you you put up on your, your Twitter page that it was a you were coming into it with a, a new attitude. You've got gigs upcoming at the end of February, a couple of weeks from now, in, in London, and then. Uh, back home for, for gigs in Edinburgh and Glasgow. How, how much yeah. are you looking forward to getting back out there? Um, very, I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm very excited. Um, it's been, I'm very excited to go to London for one thing. Um, not being anywhere except, <laughs> except the house for so long. Um, so that'll be really fun. Um, and I'm playing with, supporting Lottie um who is amazing so that'll it will just be a really good night um the last live gig I did I think was I did do I did I played a gig in Glasgow last year towards the end of the year I think um and that was the last time I played live so yeah I'm very excited I think it'll be get back into get back into the swing of things and it's and it's just the start as well. So there's t- we've got a lot of other gigs coming throughout the year, um, and it's it's just going to be great. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. No, it's it's, it's great, and the the enthusiasm for live music. I've said that so many times. It's it's almost kind of broken record my pattern this sometimes, but I, I think that since gigs have come back, it has just been it has been that bit more special because we realised what we had lost for, yeah. for quite some time. And, and obviously, it was a global pandemic. There was a lot of bad shit going on that yeah. was very sad and impacted so many millions yeah. of lives. But I don't think there's anything wrong with missing something that you love doing or, or something that was a big hobby for you or anything like that. So I think that everybody that's going along is is getting along early. They're wanting to see the support acts. They're wanting to... To just really have the best time we possibly can. Because we know we now know what we've been missing. Um which is it's just a it's just a good a good time. Everybody needs yeah. a good time. <laughs> and, and, and the thing um, is like, how how you how many times have we been at the, the kind of situation where we think that everything's back in track and then 
you know, and then it gets you, taken you from under the news again. and you go, oh no, hold on, what's happening here? And it just goes back to. <laughs> and a it's so uncertain. Steps. It's so uncertain as well. Nobody, nobody knows what's going on, what's going to happen. Um, so a night of live music is just what we all need. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm sure you're you're making the most of the the opportunity in London, and then yeah. to to come back and support Lottie, who is also on. Deliberated Records, um, yeah, and it's, it's one of these nice things where I've been speaking to to Cameron in a couple of weeks leading up to this podcast, and what is is quite infectious is how much he, he supports the acts that are, that are on the label, and having someone like that backing you must be a a real boost to to your aspirations, and also just having someone in your corner, um, yeah. for upcoming gigs and, and such like. Uh, so that Definitely. must be a good relationship to have. Definitely. Um, I'm very excited about it. I'm so, so over the moon that he he even, you know, started speaking to me and talking to me and wanting to work with me. And uh, I'm just very grateful that he's um he's now he's now working with me as my manager and get and help and helping me um promote and myself and get my music out there and he's He's very, very accommodating to the creative side as well. Um, and, yeah, just lets me kind of get on with the music and and he kind of takes care of the rest, which is exactly uh, the kind of thing that I, th- that I need. <laughs> um, and he's, he's super nice too, so he's lovely. Um, and it's great. I'm very excited about, about working with him and what, it, what it's all going to lead to. And has that changed your your hopes for the new year? It's, it's again, maybe a, a wee bit of a return to the overly generic questions, but I suppose we do kind of, no matter what you do, you, you start a new year and you you do maybe plan months ahead in your head what's going to, what you hope to happen, what you think might happen and such like. Has yeah. signing with the, the record label given you a wee bit higher oh, yeah. expectations? For sure, yeah, because... For years, I've been kind of slogging away, doing it all myself and not really knowing where it's going to go. Like, obviously, there's this end goal of I want people to hear my music and I want to play gigs and all that kind of stuff and be successful um, in the music industry. But it's it's never it's never been so clear, I don't think. Like, since since Cami first spoke to me and, and wanted to start working with me, um, I've just kind of seen I've seen I've started being able to see like um see myself gigging right more regularly see myself making music and releasing music right on the regular I, I've I've really seen it it could become my career um which is what I've always wanted it to be but it's it's now kind of it feels like it's now becoming a reality instead of just a dream. So, yeah, I'm very grateful for the opportunities that he's been able to give me. I suppose you also get to lean on the experience of the other bands on the label as well, which yeah, uh-huh. be a good and thing in terms of that networking pattern that we were giving it earlier on. Definitely. Um, yeah, exactly. I met I well, I met Lottie and um she's lovely and and I've had a few conversations with her ask, like we are asking her questions 
uh, about stuff and she's very happy to give me answers which I feel like I've not really had before um, and in like I've not it's hard to like I've got musician friends but you don't really ever cross the cross the line with them and talk about the industry it's kind of more everything's a secret <laughs> um, but now it feels like there's people around me who are willing to give me the answers and want to help me um you know with with it all so yeah definitely it's it's only good things are coming brilliant it certainly sounds like it and in terms of keeping the generic questions going at this point of the podcast I tend to ask the guest for two or three Scottish artists or bands that the listeners may or may not have heard of that you would like to to give a wee bit of a shout out to and explain why you like listening to them. Okay. <laughs> I can think of two off the top of my head. Um, I really love Kim Edgar. Um, she's a singer, songwriter. And I first heard, I first was introduced to her music when I, th- I was, I was at university, I was at uni and I went to this like songwriter workshop and she was one of the um, leaders of it and she was talking about her songwriting process and then as soon as it was done I went, I downloaded her, her songs and her album and um, I've just loved her ever since and I think she's probably been a, her, a, a quite a heavy influence in some of my writing. Um, I love her, and my favourite song by her is uh, Blood, Ice and Ashes. Um, great song. I, oh, who else? I really love Yvonne Lyon. Um, she, incredible songwriter. Um, she is, again, very inspirational in in my writing. Um I can't think of a song. Oh, let me think of a song that that she does. It's really good. I think it's called Magnolia. Uh, I might be wrong, but anyway, her name's Yvonne Lyon. She's so good. And um, a third one. Oh, I really love Julie Fowlis. I love Julie Fowlis, um, and her she's very Celtic and she, she, she's primarily, primarily she sings all of her songs in uh, Gaelic or, um, and again, just incredible. I have no idea what she says half the time, but the melodies are amazing and it makes me want to learn um, how to speak uh, Gaelic, but which is, at, is on my bucket list of things to do, but I, again, an incredible songwriter, incredible musician. Um, I love them. I love them all, yeah. They're very, I'd say they're probably very influential in, in the stuff that I write, very folky, um, acoustic, and Scottish, so, yeah. Great, thanks again for those, and I'll be sure to, to put a link to all three in the, the description of the podcast as well, so, so people yeah. can go and check them out and then what tends to happen after that is I go and ask them to come on the podcast because it's go. a lot better than 
it opens my horizons as well. So brilliant. I do appreciate that. No worries. Kate, thanks very much uh, for coming on tonight. It's it's great to hear your enthusiasm for for your music just now, and it seems to all be going in a, a very upward trajectory and a positive direction. So it sounds like it's going to be a great year, and I want to wish you all the best for it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me and speaking to me and um, letting me be a part of your podcast. No, it's been that- my pleasure. And I'll give you one last uh, opportunity to to plug whatever you have coming up. Uh, it's really at the point where I just <laughs> leave, leave it open to you if there's anything that I've maybe missed or anything that you've got to, to sell the listeners, uh, go ahead and and do your best yeah. sales pitch. Okay, uh, well, I've been Kate McCabe. Uh, you can find me on Spotify, iTunes, Bandcamp, wherever it is you listen to your music. I released uh, two singles last year. One is I Am Her, the other is Ode to Town. Please do check them out. Um, and if you want to catch me live, I'm in London on the 20th of February at the Water Rats and in Edinburgh and Glasgow on the 15th and 16th of March. Great. And as, as I say, again, I'll, I'll put the links to, to those gigs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm right in saying, yes, yeah, it's Sneaky Pete's uh, first Sneaky on the... And audio, yeah, in Glasgow. You can there find you can find all the link you can find all the links to the tickets on my website, which is katemccabemusic.com. See, there we go. I would never have been able to to plug the things quite as well as you did there. So thank you for <laughs> for helping me out. <laughs> and, and thanks again for coming on, Kate. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much. You too. You've been listening to the Scottish Indie Podcast. I'll be back in a week's time. Until then, thank you. Goodbye.
Devil in me